episode 236, week 13 of the morning skate. <coughs> you have your host, Ked, here. I'm coughing. Why am I coughing? It's my Jordan flu game, dude. COVID times two. It got me again. Uh, but you can't tell because I'm buzzing because what a performance the Rangers just put on at the real garden, Madison Square Garden, in front of uh, front of Toronto, Toronto Maple Leafs fans were there, which was hilarious. But big win for the boys. Again, I'm buzzing. I'm talking about myself. I'm kind of like my brain is just mush right now. So I'm hoping my co-host Brownie carries me. Brownie, how's everything going? I'm good. Back on the right wing. Feeling good. Comfy. Nice. I actually watched some of that Rangers game cheering on your team. My daughter was like, do I like the white team or the blue team? I'm like, well, daddy really doesn't care. <laughs> but we really don't like the white team. She goes, okay, let's go blue team. So I love that. The home yeah. blue is, in my opinion, the best jersey in the whole NHL. They are sharp jerseys. I was just, just the blue. You know what, though? Tonight I noticed because you were having me look for uh, – what's Pito. his name? Yeah. Pito. So – I was trying to, I can tell some guys, you know, by their strides and stuff, who they are. But when I'm trying to, when you're trying to clock numbers, maybe it's just getting old. And I did call for an eye appointment. Uh, but I was with the red, the white, with the white and red outline, it makes it kind of tough if you're looking at the numbers on TV. Yeah. And and the thing is, I've never noticed that till tonight because I was really paying attention. Well, you're not that. a Rangers fan either, right? Like, I'm that's sure, true, I'm yeah, sure it's yeah. easier because you watch the black and gold. So that, that's been sticking out. But I'm sure if you're watching red, white, and blue as a true American would, that you would realize, you know, different numbers. It is what it is. <laughs> but we have so much to talk about this week, so let's just hop yeah. into it. NHL in the news, Mia Culpas. Hello, yeah, hello, Mrs. Mia Culpa. How's it going? <laughs> uh, I feel like I just you. handled the Mia Culpas because it's all my friends that fucking point them out. I love it. So, That's what we got last- <laughs> Last week, I was trying to remember Mike Tyson's trainer, and I kept saying it was two brothers, Cuss and Gus D'Amato. It's actually one guy, Cuss D'Amato. The two brothers are Goody and Pat Petronelli, who were Marvelous Marvin Hagler's trainers. Okay. R.I.P. Uh, met Marvelous ha- Marvelous Marvin once in the Newark airport. Super good guy. Uh, Cuss D'Amato was a beast, though, and he had some quotes. I put a couple in here. Losers are winners who quit. Even if Even if you lose, if you don't quit, you win. Little little insight into Iron Mike there. And okay. then you do what I tell you, and if it doesn't work, then you can leave. Talk about tough love. Yeah. <laughs> I like that though. That's that's fucking balls on the table. Here we yeah. go. He had he had a bunch. If you if you're if you're bored at work listening to this, Google in Customato quotes. There's some savage ones in there. <laughs> Customato is such a sick name, too. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. I've never yeah. met a cuss. I I think it was short for I think it was a nickname for Constantine, if I remember correctly. Don't know if I met one of those either. No, probably not. Uh, and this one's a hundred percent me. When we were talking about numbers in the game, I Trent Frederick and Gregory Campbell. Gregory Campbell is one of my favorite all-time Bruins, and Trent Frederick, I love that kid. And I did not mention them when I mentioned number eleven. So my bad. Well, Mark Mark Messier stands out, so I'll give you that. Yeah, for sure. He was the first <laughs> one. Fair enough. Um, all right, NHL news. Let's go. First off, the get gate. Um, so Kadri didn't make the All Star team right away. He's having a career year right now. And they interviewed Nathan McKinnon about it. He said, it's silly. I don't think every team should send a guy. It's an all-star game, not a participation game. So it's good to know that there's still some okay brains out there in the world. Uh, what, do you, what do you have on McKinnon? I agree with him, man. It should be the well, best players. I understand how you want to get every team involved in shit like that. But, I mean, if we don't have the Olympics or World Cup, like, I want to watch the fucking best players go at it. I think it, that's man. the bounce back. 
I think it's because of the lack of the Olympics and there's no best best on best tournament this year, which everyone was looking forward to in the hockey world. Right. Uh, and Nathan McKinnon, hats off to him for sticking up for Kadri, his teammate, right? Picking up for him. I mean, Kadri's having mean, a year, dude. But fuck Kadri into the sun. I mean, as soon as the playoffs start, he's going to get suspended. The guy might be one of the most selfish players on the planet. The sun comes up, the sun comes down, you have to pay your taxes, and Kadri always gets suspended in the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's selfishness is really what it is. But he's Um, having a career year. Did you see him score uh, in the shootout, and the announcer's like, send Kadri to Vegas, baby! Kadri to Vegas! Wow, (laughs) what what a call that was. But well, he had that in the holster, I'm sure. Uh, but the I I like the fact that like McKinnon speaking out like this, Marshawn and, and McDavid speaking out against the Olympics. Everybody says all the time that they want their athletes to speak out and not give canned answers. And I I think it's good. I think they should express. You know, yeah. but no, 100. Uh, hockey guy of the week goes to Connor Brown. Oh, uh, he took yeah. took a puck to the face during warmups and didn't think it was that bad. Uh, he got one and, and two, finished the game, met with the media before he realized his jaw was broken. He's now out classified week to week. I would crumble if I ever <laughs> broke my jaw. Well, it was, it was a fracture, but it's still, it's still technically a break. But <laughs> the thing is like, if he played that game, why is he out week to week? He yeah. can't wear the shield thing, the bubble. And that's insane to me. <laughs> well, I wouldn't do anything. I would do nothing but lay on the couch. Yeah, he's not there. I mean, it's still not Patrice Bergeron level playing through injuries, but you know, no, I mean, there's not much that is warrior. (laughs) Um, this was crazy. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl, he got into it with Hockey Hall of Fame reporter Jim Matheson. Essentially, Jim Matheson is a legit reporter, he's not some, he's not like you or me with a press pass, yeah, but I don't think he's a legit reporter anymore because, and I understand he's in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Oh, look, we're coming at this from two different sides then. Maybe he, maybe he had a bad day, but I think it's supposed to be professional as fuck when you're asking these players these questions. I think it's almost like because players don't have to go to the media, right? They do because they're sent out there, but if they were like, no, I don't want to, I think they do, I think they have to. I don't know. Essentially, I think I think someone. I think so. I I could be wrong on this, but I think someone from the team has to meet with the media after every game. And I don't know if they draw straws or whatever. I don't know how they determine it. But it's like Marshawn Lynch back in the day when he's like, "I'm just here, so don't get fined. I'm just here, so don't get fined." Yeah, good call. We have to go. Yeah, but you also have Herb Brooks who just didn't go and send other people. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, Olympics, NHL, whatever, different leagues. But essentially, what happened was the Oilers are struggling. Uh, they don't have a goalie. I've been saying that ever since I started this fucking podcast. <laughs> um, and Matheson, I, like the Toronto me- or Edmonton media, can- Canadian media is way different than it is in the States. I feel like they're way harder sure. on the players, right? For sure. So Matheson was asking Leon Dreisaitl essentially what's wrong with the team, what they have to get better with. Dreisaitl says everything. And you can tell by the tone of his voice, like he wasn't thrilled with what was going on. It was is one of those there, things where, you know, is there any history between them? I don't know. I, I mean, I like that guy Brooks and Torts. I don't think so. I think we would have heard about that. Like, yeah, I think okay. that would have been like a carryover story. Um, but it ended up with with Matson asking Drysdale why he's being so pissy. And to well, me, like, there was there was questions prior to that. Yeah, but essentially it was the same thing. It was it was it was one, one word answering him. It was one word answering him. Yes, yeah. it was. But I think as a reporter, man. I don't know. For me, oh, see, it, I look it at was, it from the other point of view. Nah, I, I especially it's your team. Like, it's not like you're covering, like, a different team. Like, wouldn't you want your guys to succeed? And I understand that he's, like, you know, not in the best of moods. But wouldn't you back off? 
if anything, this is going to make a player on, I'm assuming he covers the Oilers or yep. somewhere in Canada. Like, why are you trying to make a guy look bad? You know, especially Drysdale, because Drysdale is not really fucking the problem in Edmonton, if you look at it that way. And then he goes, why are you being so pissy? I couldn't believe that he said that. Like, if I, I – That was great. That would have taken I, everything in my body if I was up there and be like, you can go fuck yourself. Like, Which would have been even better. If Drysdale had done that, it would have been even better. It, he would have had a massive fine, but yeah, that would have been fine. Yeah, but what's what's the fine? He could hold his breath for 30 seconds and his fine's paid. Uh, I don't know. I just – I hated it. I just thought it was kind of – you know, you kind of don't do that, especially with a guy who – one isn't the problem. And two, when you're asking questions like this, especially up north, like they can take your answers and turn that into any way they want to and put it on a paper. So if you kind no, of start getting into we should have asked uh we should have asked Kenton about this because he's an Oilers fan, he's there. Or, yeah. or or Henry. Um, but I I have the feeling that there is some history there because he went at Dry fairly hard with that pissy comment and dry subtle, you could tell wanted to flip the table uh-huh. by the, by his expression. So I'm guessing there's history. And if there is history, then good on the reporter. He's doing his job. I know, also, no yeah, but if that's McDavid, I don't think he asked McDavid why he's being pissy. Well, is McDavid given the answers like if, dry subtle one if word? He, if he did, I don't think he would ask McDavid if he was pissy. But I don't, I don't know, but see, but I don't know if McDavid would be in that dynamic. Cause I don't think he would do that. I mean, I guess I don't know. I I thought it was kind of bush league. Um, I thought my thoughts that it's not the player's job to address why a team is struggling. He can certainly give an opinion, but he's not obligated to. That's the general manager and head coach's job. Following up with a question like, "Why are you so pissy?" Leon handled it with class. I agree with that. You don't. Uh, fair I don't. Um, there's reports at Edmonton that Vander Kane might be uh, to the Oilers. It almost looks yeah. like it's a done deal if the NHL clears him. Uh, Ken Holland spoke of believing in second chances when asked about Kane. Is this organization? single-handedly the one organization that does absolutely everything incorrect because with what's going on in Edmonton right now, let's say Evander Kane goes there and like, there's a small percentage that everything goes right. Look at his past. It seems like every time anything happens to Evander Kane, it goes to shit. So there's a small percentage that's going to go right. I would think that Kane would have to be on the pretty boy best behavior. He wherever he's not he even worth the risk, dude. You have so many other opportunities to improve. But they're, not the, they're not in the playoff picture right now. So what is it's the a risk? Clown show. And at, with what's going on in Edmonton right now and how the media is towards their players and all this shit, you're telling me that adding a Vander Kane to that locker room is going to make things better. All right, let me ask you this. If all right, so we saw what happened with McDavid the other day when he was like with that thousand yard stare, right? With his press conference, dry sidle today, and they're asking him all these questions why are you being pissy? What's the future of the team look like? Blah blah blah. All of a sudden, they sign Evander Kane. Is anybody asking McDavid or dry about the on ice play for the next week? I mean, I guess, but I think if I'm Connor McDavid, I'm like, I fucking want out of here now. Well, that's a whole different issue. Right. I just don't know how you bring that guy into that locker room. Yeah. Especially with everything that's going on. Maybe a more veteran team, a team that's going to make the playoffs. I get that, but you have an absolute dumpster fire, and then you're you're adding somebody who probably has, I would say, arguably the worst like PR in the entire league. They're adding uh walking oh god damn this thing. They're adding walking uh walking gasoline. It's insane. It, I, I don't know. And then uh, there's more on Kane. He's under an investigation by the NHL on how he crossed the U.S.-Canadian border on December 29th. Tested positive on the 21st and then flew to Vancouver eight days later when he should have been in the AHL 10-day COVID protocol. <laughs> McDavid to the Bruins. 
Well, the McDavid for the Bruins. Hold on, I gotta find. What I do? So the McDavid for the Bruins is a funny story. Uh, I'm gonna even do this while my all my equipment here is malfunctioning yet again because <laughs> I'm so tech fucking savvy. Uh, so there was a tweet that got picked up in the um, picked up here locally. The name of the tweeter is that how you say it? I don't know. The guy who tweeted this, it's Petrov Maguire instead of right. So it's like a, a a play on words, and the Boston fans ran with this, and the tweet was McDavid on being dropped to the second line. Quote: Bit of a shock, but that's the NHL. That's the NHL. Have to get the puck deep, do the little things right, support the team. Although I look around the league at teams, and I think maybe Boston is the only place I'd be happy as a second line player. So this tweet's nonsensical, right? It, it's not true, but it was picked up here and it was played like it was straight from McDavid's mouth. Like it was and, like Darren Drager. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the Facebook Shocking. post, the Boston hockey Twitter went bananas. <laughs> and I just thought it was funny to put in there. Fair enough. So uh, we, met, we mentioned, uh, we mentioned mm-hmm. Kadri a second ago, the fans selected Stamkos, Kadri, Zibanejad, and Terry. As a 2022 NHL All-Star last man in, uh, what was weird is the Rangers were like campaigning for his manager and then he got in. He's like, thanks, but no thanks. I have something going on in Sweden. So Jake Gensel, uh, he is going to be an All-Star. I saw this one thing uh, with the Penguins like getting on the ice and uh, they kept asking everybody, is Jake Gensel an All-Star or should he be? And they kept mentioning point streaks and all he does is score goals and he's a great hockey player. And when they asked City, he's like, he's on like a 19-game point streak right now. Like, what do you think? So thought that was interesting on the Rangers, cool on the Penguins. Uh, with his goal last night, Jake Hensel joined Ovi, Matthews, Marshan, Connor, Dreisaitl as the only players to have five 20-plus goal seasons since the beginning of the 2017-18 campaign. Uh, just a little bit more on Pittsburgh. Malkin's back. He had two goals and assists in his first game. Also, Sid, Gino, and Latang have been together for 16 seasons, the longest in NHL history for a trio, which is kind That's of crazy. Crazy thinking you had Taves, Kane, Seabrook, and, and Keith, but it makes sense because wasn't that long. And they're older, yeah. So, uh, wow, something to think about. But Jake Cancel, low. You know, it kind of sucks if you're on the Penguins because if you're kind of a no-name guy and you come out of nowhere and you score a ton of goals, everybody, myself including. Is like, well, that's because of Sidney Crosby, right? Like well, everybody we, said, we said it two podcasts ago that you and I could get 20. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. But it just goes to well, show this points team. combined. <laughs> when Crosby and Malkin are out of the lineup, though, he's the guy who steps up and he's a good little player. Uh American, pretty sure. College, I, I, I want to ask say. you about the player voting thing. Cause I'm unclear on this and I haven't been able to find an answer. So how many guys get voted in? I'm assuming one one from each each division. Is that how it works? Uh, let me see here. Because like every team was pushing guys. Yeah, it would make sense. Stamp, Stamkos is in your division. Zibanejad's in mine. Troy Terry. Oh, wait, no. Because, yeah, Troy Terry's in Anaheim. Right. And then Colorado would take Kadri. Yeah. So <laughs> four guys total. Yeah. Because someone told me it was two. And I'm like, I don't think it's eight guys more. What's kind of wild is the Rangers shows advantage out of not the best goaltender on planet Earth, but I digress. He's going to win the Vezina this year. That's my hot take. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Um, I think Frank Cervelli, right. he came out with the COVID thing. As you guys know, I have COVID right now. I'm battling. I do it for the people. Um, sources told Daily Faceoff that the NHL will no longer test asymptomatic players and staff following the All-Star break. 
provided COVID-19 rates continue to decline around the league. Testing will only be uh, will only then be for cross-border travel as requires and symptoms arise. This is the NFL stance on COVID. If we don't test, we don't have to sit anyone. Yeah, it's what like, it boils down to. It's like as long as everyone's asymptomatic and everyone's vaxxed. If we don't know about it, it doesn't matter. It's like it's like growing up, like you're like my old man would be like, dude, do whatever the fuck you want, just don't get caught. <laughs> kind of a thing. If I didn't get caught, we were yeah. good to go. And like we were Never open happened. and honest with each other about shit, but that's what it was. This seems problematic, mm-hmm. but I I mean everybody kind of seems for it. So well, they want the games to play. The the NHL actually, when we were getting ready, there was a NHL came out with something um about the uh Oh, about the games um, when they're going to be playing them. It was basically the the, the Olympic break is going to be filled. But they, they need to get these games in. They can't keep taking times off. And when it all boils down to it, all boils down in the NHL. Well, it all boils down to all these sports leagues. It's money, right? That's the driving force behind all of them. But the NHL, more so than the other big three, relies on the gate. So they need people in the buildings. So they yeah. don't want to start you know, shutting it down. I have a question for you. We're not going to talk about it right now. I'm sure it's going to be with Bruins, but do you know what escrow is? Oh, Marshawn. Yeah. Will you be able to clarify for that for me later? Slightly. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Vegas, Jack Eichel, he's back with the team three weeks after surgery. <laughs> oh, boy. That team is going to be pretty fucking good. Uh, do you have anything on this real quick? Just what I wrote in the thing. Stay hot, Buffalo. Stay hot, Buffalo, man. Although, did you see no, that goal? Let's go back. Let's, let's go back, though, for a sec. So, this was an off-season surgery. It should have been. Right. That's when he wanted it, what I'm saying. He wanted to get this in July, which means he would have been skating by August. He almost would have been ready for camp. He would not have missed a game at all. It's kind of crazy. It's so dumb. It's so dumb, like hurt feelings. I'm taking my ball and going home by the owners (laughs) of the Buffalo Sabres. No. And really quickly with Sabres, I don't know if we have this down here. Um, Did you see – that play the other night when I want to say it was Brandstrom hit somebody on the Sabres and everybody went around Brandstrom. Like pretty much eight players went to this little scrum. I want to say seven actually, because in the background you see a couple of players just kind of skating around. Then all of a sudden somebody on the Sabres gets the puck, goes in, scores in third period to go up one. Did you see this, this play? No, I did not. Insane. Like Ottawa was going nuts. And I get it because literally everybody on the ice went to the scrum and only like three people kept playing. Was there no whistle blown? No whistle. And the scrum went for like 15 seconds. Well, that's on that's on Ottawa if the whistle wasn't blown. Yeah, but very like if you were a Senators fan, you'd be like, why the fuck did you not blow that whistle? Like it was crazy. Dude, if I was a fucking Senators fan, I we wouldn't be talking. I'd be swinging. I think they kind of have cool jerseys though. Uh, maybe not the current ones, but the ones that they had when like Jason Spezza and Alfredson were on the team and they was like black, red, gold, and white. Like I thought the they were kind of sharp. The logo stinks. All right. Well, my, my opinion. Um, speaking of logo stinks, I definitely like the Panthers old logo instead of their new logo, but Kodak black. Well, Kodak black, Ben, that, that's going to be yeah. the new logo. That's yeah. your ultimate jersey. Twerk <laughs> nighted. Twerk nighted sunrise. That was bizarre. Uh, everybody thought he was just hammering this chick doggy style, but they were just grinding. So, I mean, when you're Kodak Black, you do Kodak Black things. There were more people talking about the NHL that night than than ever. You want to talk about the games inclusive? Then yeah, we're we're pro. You know, we're pro sex in the in the suites, right? Sex, sex in the suites, dude. Oh yep. my god, what a, what a porno that'd be. Uh, <laughs> Mark Messier, Mushroom Barbados story from his book. Did you hear? Did you hear about this? 
No. So I think, well, I'm listening. Book. I just got to charge something. I'm listening though. All right. It was in his book and it was promoted. I think he talks about it in the athletic and I'm, I think this Chicklets guys may have talked about it. I'm not a hundred percent. So Messier back in like the early eighties before he, before he won the cup uh, with the Rangers, he went down to Barbados on vacation and someone gave him mushroom tea. And apparently he tripped balls and he said something to the effect of that it changed his outlook on life. So therefore the, I mean, the straight line to draw through this is that he was microdosing during the uh, guarantee of uh, winning the game. So that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how these old Ranger stories keep coming up. Well, Messier, what, I mean, would you, if, if you gave me a hundred people to pick in the NHL that did mushrooms, I don't think he'd be in my top hundred. No, no. But what's weird is if you gave me like a full day where I get to hang out with somebody and like go to dinner, grab beers and like have a night, three people, which could potentially be a three stars that we could do. That's a good one. Mar Mark Messier is one of them. Actually, you want to just do it really quick and you rattle them off your head. Mark Messier is one of them. Uh, George so, W. Bush, just because whoa, I know. Whoa, he's wait, I thought it was hockey. Oh, so it's you're just saying anyone on the planet? Anyone on the planet. Wait, living or dead? Have to be alive? Uh, well, that's, yeah, that's to be alive. we'll do it. We can do a deeper dive at a later date. Yeah. So three living people to go to spend a day with. Mark Messier. I think George W. I think he's an idiot, but I feel like he's such like a cool dude. And then, hmm. I, let's think about it. Let's think on this. Next week's three stars. <laughs> I could tell you right off the top of my head, it'd be Charlize Theron, Salma Hayek, and oh, Sandra Bullock, maybe? Yeah, here you go. All right. Well, fair. Sandra Bullock, dude. <laughs> Rocket. I could make her. You know how she, she, used to, uh, she used to date, she might have been married to that Jesse guy. Jesse James. Know? So he's actually hooked up with porn star Bonnie Rotten right now. So he went from like Sandra Bullock to Bonnie Ryan, he like, like uh, man, he he did Sandy dirty. He like yeah. cheated on her and all kinds of nonsense. Yeah, I don't. Sandy, I don't know. Doesn't it is go ahead though. Sorry, uh, no, we're good. So Nick Lindstrom, he was named VP Hockey Ops. I like this. I like how the Red Wings are bringing in people who know how to win and are respected. Oh yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Well, they are respected. Not for Beaks there too. So, dude, that guy was a warrior. I don't know if I don't know if anybody would call him respected, but sure, he was a warrior though. He was a rat, but yeah. So is Marshand. So is so is Claude. Very different. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I thought. So let me ask you this: Do you think the Detroit front office could give Phoenix a game? Right now, I saw Spin Chicklets talked about whether or not Nick Lidstrom could play right now. Uh, fuck, man. No, you don't think, you don't think Nick Lidstrom could be a six-seven defenseman right now? Yeah, probably. Yeah, hundred percent. But you don't think Stevie Y could be a third line center? I think it's different. I, I don't think Stevie don't Y could play in the NHL now, but I think Lidstrom could. Because it's too fast for him, you think? I think so. I think Lidstrom, I think as a defenseman, it's a lot more about angling people and yeah. just making like a quick decision with the puck where a forward smart, you're, smart you're fucking wheeling your feet and moving constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I mean, look at Hal Gill. He wasn't the best skater, but that guy was in the league forever because he knew how to fucking angle people. Skillsy. He, I mean, he My was, buddy was at his house with the cup. When no he won. Yeah. We should try to get him on. Seems like a nice guy. He'd be a great uh, guy. Yeah. Timo Meyer scored five goals the other night for the Sharks. He had five goals on six shots and 18 minutes of ice. Doesn't happen yeah. often. So when it does, oh. you definitely have to shout it out. You but see the picture Meyer. of him? Did you see the picture of him with the holding the five pucks? Yeah. 
I went and tried it. Five pucks is hard to hold. <coughs> German kid, isn't he? Or Timo Meyer? I don't know. It sounds like it might be Finnish. Ah, uh, fuck. I'm gonna have to look that up. Um, Montreal Canadians have hired Kent Hughes as a GM. Uh, you said Latang and Bergeron to Montreal because that's the that's the big agent. talk. They're both UFAs at the end of the year, and he's their agent. Both of them. He can't continue being an agent as a GM, right? No, he has to. That's why it's a s- slow transition. He has to get rid of his whole book. It's like Jerry Maguire and and that Snow character is on the phone. Remember, uh, Jay Moore yeah. was Snow. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Snow? I don't know. He's Swiss. Timo Meyer, Swiss. Oh, there um, you go. But yeah, I mean him and uh, him and Gordon. I'm sure they'd probably be able to figure some stuff out. This was kind of crazy. Carey Price is starting from scratch with his rehab. He's out indefinitely. Yeah. That yeah. sucks. Especially with having to take time away from the game and like probably getting jacked up to play the game. And then it's yeah. like, fuck, now I got to do this all over again. But if you're a Canadians fan, I think this is almost what you want. Yeah. Right? Because at this point, the season's lost, right? Mm-hmm. This year. So now, no Carey Price coming back. You don't have to pin your hopes on maybe someday. Now you can completely buy in to the, to the, let's, kind of tank for a better pick and let Carey Price get healthy and come back next year ready to go. I think Dvorak's looks pretty good, but um, all right, Philadelphia Flyers section. Oh, uh, the issues that they have go all the way to the top. Bobby Clark, he was on the Cam and Strick podcast. Shout out to Cam. He came on the podcast before. They have a really good podcast, actually. If you guys get a chance, it's check it out. Funny, they, have, yeah. they have some big names on there, and Cam Jansen is Cam Jansen. And they, they're yeah, so yeah. good with each other. You know what I mean? Like Andy Strickland, I feel like it's kind of like a nerdy, but like cool dude where Cam Jansen's just like, it's Cam Jansen. I feel like Cam Jansen wants to stuff Strickland in a locker. Yeah. Most of the but time. He, but he doesn't. But no, he no, he doesn't. But he wants to. Like, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, so Bobby Clark was on there. Ron Hextall chose Nolan Patrick on his own, uh, and all the scouting staff wanted to kill McCarr. The feud goes all the way back to the 06 draft when Hextall left Philly uh, before the draft to go to the Kings. The Kings chose Jonathan Bernie at 11 when Philly had them in their sights. They thought Hextall did them dirty, and they were left unprepared and had to settle for Claude Drew at 22. Yeah, that was the argument, which made no sense to me. Yeah, they won that. This this speaks to Philly like they were pitting their hopes on Jonathan Bernier. I mean, yeah, good goalie, but he's not your franchise alternate netminder. And it was, like, really petty because apparently the players were so fed up with Hextall that once he was oh, gone, yeah. he made a point to eat pizza in front of the cameras post-game. Hextall had removed pizza from the post-game. Yeah, <laughs> someone said it, it it hurt them in recovery or something. I guess he's a super health fitness guy, so he took away pizza. So once Hextall, Hextall left, they were all very much eating pizza, like, right up to the camera and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. I did Bobby Clark's just, like – He doesn't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want 70-something years old, right? Yeah. yeah. And he can do that because he's Bobby Clark. And I'm sure they're not happy that Hextall's in Pittsburgh. I mean, you could who's Philly's biggest rival? You would say Pittsburgh, yeah, right? Easily. That'd be yeah. like Messier going to the Devils. Yeah, right. There you go. Um, Zidane or Bergeron Chara. going to the Habs. Right? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, McEwen, he fought Chara. He didn't do well. Chara fucking beat the wheels after him. Fed him uppercuts. But it was cool because afterwards, Chara was like, are you all right? Mm-mm. <clears throat> I think like obviously the capital or the Islanders get pumped up because Char is beating the shit out of people. But I also feel like that's the only fight where the losing team gains a little bit of momentum because everybody is on that bench. In there with Chara. Everybody's on that yeah. bench being like, that guy's our psychopath. You know what yep. I mean? Like, even if you get your ass kicked, you're like, if that guy's willing to fucking do that, 
Like, exactly. let's get going. You know, it's a very I mean? good like, point. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. It's the only fight I think in the end. Maybe Reeves, depending on who fight Reeves, but definitely Chara, because nobody wants yeah. to fight fucking Zeno Chara. No, it's crazy. I the mean, guys you know, like when when Smitty fought Tom Wilson last year. I mean, the the Rangers didn't do that well, but it's just you see like little things yeah. like that. So, no, I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, he's also 16 games away from passing Chris Chelios for most games played by a defenseman. Top three currently, 1651 for Chelly, 1636 for Chara, 1635 for Stevens, Larry Murphy, 615, Ray Bork, 1612. The thing about those top five, they all played a very physical game. Who oh. would you rather have on your team all time in their prime, a Chelios or a Chara? Out of those five? Actually, yeah, let's do out of those five in their prime. Game seven. Okay. I have an easy – I know who mine is easily, and it fucking kills me to say. Let me ask you this. What rules are we in? I, I mean, that makes a huge difference too, right? Because – If we're in today's rules. Today – if you're in today's <coughs> today's rules in their prime, as a game changer and like a game seven of the playoffs, it's hard to not pick Ray Borg just because of how – dynamic he was well you can i think you can make the point you can make the argument for ray bork in any era because he played when it was a little different too Game seven in the 90s you're not picking ray bork and on that thing well no you go with stevens you, easily yeah he's a winner yeah. and he struck fear in absolutely everybody that yeah. stepped on that ice yeah but what a list of fucking five names yeah. though yeah i mean those are some good those are some good i mean it's hard to pick against chara chara in his prime mean as it's fuck hard to pick against larry murphy Dude, <laughs> or Chelios, right? Chelios could take over a game just by his skating ability. Yeah. You know? That was a good question. That was a good talk. Uh, the Premier Hockey Federation, formerly known as the NWHL, announced today that the Board of Governors voted to invest $25 million in direct deposits to the players over the next three years with a salary increase up to 750 k for next season. Also, plans for expansion of a seven team in Montreal and the potential for additional clubs have been announced at the date. The current teams are the Boston Pride, the Buffalo Buttes, Connecticut Whale, Metropolitan Riveters, Minnesota Whitecaps, Toronto Six, Metropolitan Riveters. Shout out to Ashley Johnston. She won the Ice Bowl Cup. She came on here one time. Pretty fucking cool. Um, you like to see this, right? Yeah. I mean, hey, more more hockey is good hockey, right? It helps. 100%. Everything helps. And uh, I got to say that Connecticut Whale is is pretty close to the Hartford Whalers. Whale yeah, yeah. logo. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Logo. I like that one a lot. I like, I like the Boston Pride, too. I like how they're all kind of like the same type of jerseys. Yeah, they're all affiliated. Yep. It seems like a no-brainer that these guys who get hooked up in the NHL teams, but they well, not all six are affiliated right now. Only I think I three are. Seems like a fucking no-brainer. I agree. Like, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, I guess there'd probably be a little bit of a who the Riveters and the Whale would go to because Connecticut's nor of the Rangers, but Metropolitan, you would think the Rangers. So that one. Could well, they could, the the, the Whale could go to Philly too. Could do that. Yeah. Um, but something to think about. Uh, I wanted to put this out there because he's been ripping it up. Sam Bennett, 39 games since joining the Panthers, 38 goals, 21 goal, uh, 38 points, 21 goals, 17 assists, plus 31, 93 hits, the most among Florida forwards, and he's 60% chances four on five on five and 70% goals four percentage at five on five. Hell of a player. Sam Bennett, I loved him when he was in Calgary, and he's just been that spark for Florida. He was tough as shit, dude. Dude, Florida's a wagon right now. He uh, He fought Truba. Back when Trubo was on the uh, Jets, yeah, tough as shit that kid. Yeah, yeah, he is. And he plays. He plays a little over the edge sometimes. <laughs> he, he's a. I would which love makes him. everybody looking for him when they're out there, right? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, a com- nah, he's not really comparable. Never mind. 
Okay. I guess if Strom played with more an edge, I think Strom's probably more offensive. But like, that was, kinda... sick, that was a sick goal he had tonight. I mean, talk about head up, ready to go the whole Stick way. Stick on the ice. Yep. yep. So I was, I was talking. We're talking about the uh, Strom goal in the in the Leafs game when Lindgren took a shot and the puck went right over to Strom. I was talking to my buddy Rex before uh, the podcast. I call him in between periods and shit. And I was like, the funniest thing about that is Lindgren plays with Fox, and Lindgren goes to take a shot, deflects, and it goes right to Strom for a tap in. I'm like, if Fox had the puck, the same thing would have happened, except for it would have been a direct pass tape to tape because you saw that fucking. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. It yeah. just ended up working out the way. I mean, actually, we'll get into this when the Rangers, but remind me to tell you something about Panarin. Go ahead. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we're going to move it on. So, speaking of the Leafs, it actually kind of worked out. Muzzin's out. He has a concussion. He won't be available the next week. Uh, Matthews had a chance to tie Steve Eisman and Pavel Burry's longest road goal streak in the NHL history. That didn't happen because the Rangers shoved it up his hoop. We love seeing shit like that. I'm sure we'll talk more Toronto and the Rangers as we Can I just say this one thing? So everybody's got – all the teams have an ad on their helmet, mm-hmm. right? Is there anything that tells you everything you need to know about Toronto that they have fucking TikTok as an ad on their helmets? Is that real life? They had it tonight. Yeah, I mean, that, I kind of, that makes a lot of sense, losers. though. God, Justin Bieber fucking <laughs> ball swiper. Oh, fuck them. I love I love Bieber, so if Bieber ever wants to come on the pod, more than welcome. I would love that. For sure. Uh, but don't bring Matthews with you. Uh, St. Louis Blues, they retired Chris Pronger's jersey. He had a, he had a really, yeah, he had a really, really cool uh, ceremony. He, he ended up drinking a beer. He mentioned a name. I forget what name he mentioned, but everybody booed when, they, when he mentioned whatever fucking name it was. Oh, I didn't hear it. I forget. It was... Was it the GM who bought brought him to St. Louis or traded him away? I forget oh, no, who it was. No, 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 no. It was the trade, and he said we got the better of the deal, or they got the better of the deal, right? Something it was like who that. he got traded for, and they booed who left. Shan- I think it was Shanahan. That's right. It was Shanahan. Shanahan. So yeah. yeah, thought that was interesting. Chris Pronger, man, put Chris Pronger on that list of defensemen in their he prime. Didn't play that long, hard. Man. Yeah, but hard to pick against Chris Pronger when he was in his prime. All right, he so if you're gonna if you're gonna put Pronger on that list, you might as well put his line his uh, partner there. You gotta put Niedermeyer on that. I mean, list. Niedermeyer. Uh, the stories about him like playing a trip, like a double overtime game and having no sweat on his jersey. When I interviewed Bobby Carpenter, when I, when, when I interviewed Bobby Carpenter, I asked him, and he was like, he never sweated. He goes like, we would be pouring sweat, and he was never. That was when they were on Jersey together. Some people are just fucking built different, dude. Yeah. Like, it's insane. I, I bet you Niedermeyer could hop in right now. Yeah. I think so. Those smooth skating defensemen that didn't take that much damage. And he was only like 170 pounds, maybe. So good. Yeah. Um, we keep talking about these these old timers. I forget what I was fucking watching. I was on Reddit. There's a documentary on YouTube, and it's about the 1996 World Cup of Hockey. And it's like an hour long. And I haven't got yep. a chance to watch it, but I pulled it up. If I can find the link, I'll send it to you. All right. Because I was looking up those rosters. Holy shit, was Canada fucking stacked. <laughs> like They had like Lindros, Gretzky, uh, Iserman. And they had, I think they had three A's and a captain. Like they were, and Messi. Lemieux, Lemieux was on that too, right? I, I, I think Claude was. I don't know if Mario was, I don't know if he was sick. Always back maybe. I don't know. But I'll, I'll, well, actually, you want, talk about, you want to talk about uh, those series, the uh, Summit Series with back in the day with Canada and USSR, Bobby I, Clark. Theo, Theo Fleury talked about it. Well, when Bobby Clark one, yeah. broke that Russian guy's ankle with a chop. Jesus yeah. Christ. 
They didn't play games, dude. No, no. They were tough as shit. Yeah. Uh, 16 years ago this week, Ovechkin scored his goal against the uh, the Coyotes. This was that, that goal. That was like, to me, there's two goals that stick out big time. And, and coincidentally, they're both against the Coyotes. It's Alex Ovechkin sliding on his back and the Rick Nash where he inside outs like somebody four fucking times and then scores. That both was, against the Coyotes. Wasn't that Derek Moore? Was it? I don't remember. One of them uh, was Derek Morris. Yeah. I think, that was, I think the Nash one was. So Ovechkin, <coughs> I know this is going to come as a big surprise to you. I have a different take on this. Oh, when Ovechkin scored that goal, as great as it was, they were up five to one with eight minutes left, and it was a two on one. And the fucking hun that he is sniffing for the net didn't even look at the guy with him. Probably slid on his back and scored. He could have dished it across for an easy tap and would have pulled every muscle in my body. But that was young Ovi. I think now he probably would have thought a little bit. But back then, he had the puck. He's going to the well, net. Back then, <laughs> right now, he would have got he got a, he got whistled off sides for being up at the other blue line waiting for it. His controller turns off. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, I'm gonna butcher everything about this. Yeah, I know, but it's good. It's important. Abby Roke. I'm gonna. Go I believe with. so. Um. Ojibway of. Yep. Wanna. Juana Pito? I believe so. First nation will become the first indigenous woman to play on the uh, for the U.S. national Olympic team. Pretty that's cool awesome. Kid, dude. Love that's seeing a that. Big, that's a big thing. That, I mean, that's fucking huge for the community, for, for the sport of hockey, the whole goddamn thing. So, shout out to her. Stick taps. Yep. Um, Chicago, Marc-Andre Fleury became the 14th goalie in NHL history to record at least 70 career shutouts. Fleury's total leads all active goalies in, his 50, in 14 more than uh, the next closest, which was Jonathan Quick at 56. Quick, Jonathan Quick's got a lot of shutouts. I I know he was like pretty good for the Kings, but that surprises me. Um, if you Jonathan look at Quick right for now, years, for years, Jonathan Quick was like the best goalie that no one gets to watch. Yeah, true. And and then is and then again it caught up with him. Yeah, he so was they, fucking they, they, cool, they mileage on him. I want to say he went to Avon. He went yeah, to a prep yeah, prep yeah. school. I'm pretty sure in the Northeast. Um, I think Avon's right. All right, dump and change. Here we go. Blow the goddamn whistle. Las Vegas Raiders now 19th season without a playoff W. I'm right, that sucked for uh for you for the household there. So we were watching and my daughter, who's five, was like, We are cheering for the pirate team. I'm like, Yep, that's the Raiders because it looks like a pirate. And it was a big deal because but she likes Tigers. So the Bengals, you know, she was she's a little torn. But it was hilarious when uh they'd get together for the huddle. She she was on the couch and she's like, they're making a plan. They're making a plan. And I'm like, that's a huddle. She's like, they're making a huddle. And then she, they dropped the ball. She was yelling. And my wife was just dying. She's like, oh, my God. She's mini you. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Raiders. Thank you, Derek Carr, for not throwing the ball to the end zone when you needed a touchdown, but throwing it short of the end zone. So at least you're not but. the cow- at least you're not the Cowboys. Fair. Fair. Um. Sticking with football, though, Ryan Fitzpatrick was in the stands for the for the Bills game with his shirt off. Can you imagine being in the fucking stands and turning to the radio and it's a former quarterback of that team just shit-faced loving football? He's still a current NFL player. He, I didn't he, was, know on, that. he was on the Washington football team this year, and he got hurt. I didn't know that. That makes yeah. it even cooler. Holy he's probably going to play next year. That's unreal. I love and that. he's got the beard. And he's got you no never see that in sports now. Oh, it's awesome. He's awesome. When's the last time you saw somebody who played a sport go to a different game oh. of his sport? 
Well, he played for Buffalo too, so they well, love him there. Yeah, but I'm saying I've never seen a form or a current NHL player at an NHL game or NBA who's player uh, at an NBA game. Wasn't there a pitcher who got traded from the Indians from Cleveland and he went? The, who's the? He's the guy who cut his hand with the, with the um, what do you call those things? Uh, I have no idea. Saw. <laughs> oh, he's Trevor, the drone guy. He's the Trevor drone Bauer? guy. Yeah, when he yeah Trevor Bauer when he got traded he went and sat in the stands for the rest of the game after he got traded because he's like I've never got to sit in the stands for a baseball game. You don't see it happen often though. No, I think it's great. And Fitzpatrick, there was some story about some kid got a picture with him and the kid uh, that made the made the night. What? What are your reactions? Dude, I I just read the next one. Yeah, this is insane. I saw this today. That's why I put it in there. Sylvester Stallone still has the turtles from the original Rocky movie. They are now over 40 years old. Cuff and Link. Wow. Yeah. There's a picture of him holding them from the movie and now. That's one of the coolest things I've ever heard in my life. Cuff and Link. Wow. Those are the turtles' names. Do you like turtles? (laughs) And Johnny Knoxville's at it again. Oh, dude. uh, This guy. Instagram post. My name is Johnny Knoxville. I come from the South. I like to kick ass and run my mouth. All the girls will tell you I'm something to see. I'm the new king of the WWE. And it was a picture of him kicking someone in the face. And he was like, my size 11D is coming for you. You know, (laughs) it's cool. By the way, Jackass is going to be in theaters February 4th or whatever it is. We're going to have to, we're going to have to go see it opening night. Oh, all right. That'd be kind of cool. I would do that. Fuck yeah. Why not? Should we we meet at some random theater? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, can you imagine somewhere in fucking like I don't know, Ohio? Uh, um, uh, oh yeah, that's right. You're in Nashville. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it would be a little bit easier if I yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, me in Albany. So Rangers talk. Just want to bring this up. Braden Schneider, number forty-five, rookie defenseman for the Rangers, scored his first career NHL goal uh, to score the Rangers leading to two nothing back back. Uh, fuck, who were they playing? Let me, let me get that one second. Let me look this up. Ba-ba-ba. Might have been the Flyers or the Sharks. One of those. Um, but I mean, the Rangers are fucking rolling again. Uh, they lost three, one to the Kings in a, in a very winnable game, but then they end up being the Sharks three, nothing. They beat the Flyers three, two. And then tonight they beat the Maple Leafs six, three. I have a couple more things that I wrote down during the game. They, they bring somebody in. And I, I just noticed this cause the Rangers aren't on TNT a lot. So I don't watch a lot of TNT hockey and I don't know his name, but once or twice, Throughout the course of the game, they brought in like this weird voice. You have no idea what he looks like. And he just starts giving off like six stats of like what's going on. To put that into perspective, he was talking about Igor Shosturkin's save percentage in the NHL, how it was number one. And then he went on to say, Igor Shosturkin's save percentage on the penalty kill is a 946. And related back to the back to the fact that like your team's best penalty killer is your goaltender. Well, I don't know who you. that was, but what a fucking, what a little stat drop that was. During that late power play, he was their best player on the power play, he, too, with all those shorthanded bids. He is – dude, this is going to sound outrageous to you. Most valuable player is probably the best player in the league, but, like, I think the most valuable player on a team, like, if you're doing it that way, uh, the Rangers would not be able to do what they do without Igor Sesterkin. And it do, the Rangers not, do the Rangers not do, like, in-house forwards? No, they do. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying that out loud. Like they do oh, yeah. have the Stephen McDonald extra effort award every year. That yep. goes to Stephen McDonald, who was a police officer who got shot in the line of duty, and then he was in a wheelchair. And every year they gave it, and he presented. He passed away a couple of years ago. 
but every year they do like the extra effort award. So like it was a Callahan award, a Zuccarello award. They gave yeah. it to Ken Talbot that year that Hank went out and, Tal- and Talbot kind of like ran ran the show there. Well, they're retiring his number. I saw that on the broadcast. Yep. Uh, I think next Friday, which would be good. I'm a yeah. fucking idiot because when I found that out, I went on and I saw tickets were like $150 and I was like, fuck, but I'm going to be in I remember Nashville. you telling me that, that. Dude, yeah. and then like maybe 10 minutes later, they were like a thousand. I should have yeah. bought fucking 20 of those goddamn things. Yeah. I'm, I'm pathetic. Uh, but Igor Sesterkin, man, what a what a fucking goalie! The making the saves on Willie Nylander there on the breakaway, and just like the John oh, Harris sick. save. He, hey, that he, kid who you mentioned who scored the goal was that the kid whose dad uh, was the nine eleven casualty? Kid who scored a goal is a nine eleven. No, I'm asking you, the kid who you mentioned. What uh, one? Braden Schneider. No, I don't think so. There's there's someone on the Rangers whose dad passed away in nine eleven who just. Made his played his first game or something, wasn't that this week? You're, I think this is a Mia Culpa, and if it's not, I should definitely be aware of what's going on. That's well, then it's a Mia Culpa for one of us, yeah. <laughs> and, and if it's on me, I look bad. I feel like I should know that. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll look afterwards. I haven't really been able to watch pregame though, so that like because it I came only across my timeline somewhere. Um, but I mean, they're looking great, dude. Kreider scored Revo. We talked about this. I think we talked about this before the podcast. Stop me if we didn't. But with the Rangers and the Leafs, how like the easiest way to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs is just to push them around the ice. Like that's exactly what Ryan Reeves did. He didn't change his game. He played the way Ryan Reeves does. And the fucking Leafs crumbled, dude. Like the fourth line was buzzing, buzzing. And what was kind of cool is like the Rangers went down. I think they were down 3-1 and I wasn't worried. And it's the first time the Rangers been down like that big to like a good team where I wasn't worried since like they were cup contenders. So that – that made me feel you've uh, gotten into my head. So when I turned it on, they were down two nothing, and I was like, "Oh boy!" And then I saw no, it was just... no but I saw it was I was sure it was Shesterkin and Net. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, I might crawl back into this." Well, it was the same thing with the Bruins the other night when you guys were getting rocked. Who was it by Washington? And I was like, "This game's fucking over." And they fucking battled back and kicked the shell oh, with Washington. Week. I was going to say, not last night. <laughs> no, actually, when we talk about the Bruins, remind me to talk to you about their first periods because they're trash. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I mean that's just kind of what's going oh, on. They're clicking. What I was going to tell you about what I was going to comment about Panarin, his vision on the ice is I've always known it was good. Tonight it was on full display. He made a play. He draws people to himself and then makes area passes to people. He you made have no a play idea. coming out. So they were going right to left. So must have been the second. Might have been the third period. They were yeah third period and they were coming out of their end. And he was at the left wing wall about right going into the neutral zone. And did one back at a really hard angle that I think he put it right on Truba's tape, breaking out on the right side. I was like, holy shit. He made another play that was kind of like that, where it was a backhand cross ice pass. He was near the bench, backhand cross ice pass. And he was on the power play to Ryan Strom, who was wide open and gained the zone to get access to the yeah. zone. Like it just, yeah, he next yeah. level, dude. And like I thought Zibanejad. I thought he battled a little bit harder than like you normally see him battle night. Like he was, he got in the corners a few times, which isn't an everyday. But he skates night. hard into the corner, and yeah. then if he loses the puck, he doesn't skate hard in the back check. Yeah. That's what gets me. No, and that's fine. Uh, Truba buried Morgan oh. Riley, and he almost killed somebody again. <laughs> I don't know who that was. That was the first period. We talked about that before we started recording. I would have gone back to the bench and had to like settle myself down because that guy was about four inches from like serious pain. Yeah. That was and that was one of those ones he got like the, ooh, you know, oh, like yeah. the goose crossing your grave. You back to right? the bench yeah. and your legs are a little light. You're like, holy <laughs> shit. Um, but that's what I have on the Rangers. Good to be a Rangers fan. Oh, I had one other thing. 
Um, this this goes out to the entire Eastern Conference. You guys should be afraid about the New York Rangers because they're seventeen and three against you guys. So uh, <laughs> we'd love to see that. I'm not a huge President's Trophy advocate. I actually hate it, and I hate the team oh, that yeah. put up like the, that shit. Because I think the Rangers did it a couple years ago, but done they're it? playing good. They're playing good. My buddy, I got a list for the Bruins. Okay. I'm just gonna rattle. I'm just gonna rattle through it. Here we fucking go. <laughs> All right. So, Tuca's back. Swayman, Providence. Yep. It had to be done. There He's was no contact. other way to do it. Yep. And fuck off. Tuca's in the top three in every goaltending statistic. Uh, Swayman in Providence is wearing number 35 in a tribute to Omar because Troy Grosnick is wearing number one. Uh, he hasn't come out and said it, but he's wearing 35. What? What? That's the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. They're boys. You've never seen that. They have the goalie hug after every game. They do the goalie Bro, Swayman gets his number. What's that? He should get his number. I, From what I heard, Swayman went down there, and uh, Grosnick had one, and Grosnick was like, do you want it? He's like, nope, I'll go with 35. Swayman is in the mindset. as He's, he's just like down. a chill dude, huh? Well, I think he has the mindset that he's going down to work on his game. He's know he's going back up. He's the future, and he knows it. Right. So he's just like, whatever. But funny enough, that goalie hug thing that everybody loves after the games, uh, Rask is like, yeah, really not my thing. So Allmark's first win when, since Swayman was down, he comes walking out of the uh, out in the tunnel, like into the back. And as he's walking, he does one of these and hugs himself. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty funny. Uh, and how – all right, so we're talking all-stars. You're talking about the Leafs. How the fuck – is Austin Matthews the captain and not fucking Bergeron? He's the face of the NHL, dude, whether you like it or not. I understand, but you know where where was he in a crucial game against the Rangers when the Rangers were on a power play? Where was he sitting on the bench? Because that's what you want the captain. He doesn't I wonder, I wonder if his game changes as he gets older. I wonder if they're gonna end up putting him on a PK. Because like Kreider was never a PK guy, they put, but Kreider also has wheels. Also I'm sure he's still a really good player, but John Tavares to me was way better on the Islanders than he is on the Leafs. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like when he was on the he's Islanders, older. he's older though. So yeah, but when he had the puck and when he was on the Islanders, it was like dude, the pressure in Toronto is a little different than the pressure on the island. I guess. I guess. So uh Carson oh, Kuhlman, yeah. hate dude, to see I saw it. This. Why did this yeah. happen? He got waved. Is it who came up? Why, why did he get waived as opposed to getting packaged with Jake DeBrusque in a trade? I don't know. No, but like, why? Who came up instead? Oh, Steen. Okay, I'm okay Steen, with that. Steen took a spot. Yeah, no. And Frederick, you know, Fred, the I think I think that this Coleman getting waived may mean they may try to re-sign Lazar. They should, dude. They. Would oh, be I agree, but I'm know. afraid that Lazar has played himself out of the Bruins' price range. He's played that well for you guys. I I love that. I he's love a little. He's, he's like a little fucking like. What did they call Tyran Matthew when he was at LSU? Honey badger. Honey badger. He's like a little honey badger. Yeah. So the the fourth line is really solidified with um, uh, bleed, Nosik and Lazar. I like bleed. I think yeah. if you could replace somebody, it'd be Nosik. Well, but yeah, Selena, you got, you got Al telling you to replace Nosik. No, I'm just not a Nosik guy, dude. Jose Nozick play he kills penalties. Bergeron defers to him on his strong side for faceoffs and crucial spots. Nozick's been huge. So he has a purpose. Is Felino still playing? Is he hurt? Uh Felino, he's later. Oh, I can I can skip down. Felino just started skating with the team. He's not playing yet, but he's skating oh. with the team. Colvin? 
No, no, he had a upper body injury. Whereas uh, Frederick and Moore are not skating with the team yet. Clifton, okay, so let's say you guys are 100% healthy. Who's in and out between like, so let's say your fourth line, because I'm assuming one of those guys would come out. I, I would keep that fourth line as is. So you have two bodies. You have Frederick, I would put him in for DeBrusque. And then you have Felino. I'd put, I'd put Felino in for DeBrusque and then you keep Freddie out? No, no, I'd put Freddie in for DeBrusque keep Felino out. You would keep Felino out? Damn. Well, the fourth line's playing great. He yeah. can't go. He's not that fast anymore. Dude, it sucks, man, because if Felino was, like, on the Bruins when he was good with the Blue Jackets, he would have been fucking great. Yeah. I remember when he was a free agent out of Ottawa, and <clears throat> nobody was really talking about him. And I remember, like, the Rangers playing him and me being like, that Felino guy's kind of tough as shit. <laughs> like, he plays yeah. the right way. But, no, I agree. I was super psyched when he got here, but it hasn't worked out. I don't know if it's the system. I mean, I it's an a million different thing. thing. I think, it's an age, I think it's an age thing. Like, you keep kind of seeing yeah. that happen with you guys. Like, when you got Bacchus, like, he was a little bit older. When, Bacchus was on the Cam and Strick podcast, and he thought when he went to the Bruins, he was still in, like, a good – not his prime, but not, like, washed up. But I feel like you guys keep getting the guys who, like, were really Well, that's all started with Kevin Bacchus. Stevens. When they finally got Kevin Stevens after all these years of wanting him, he was a shell of himself, you know? <laughs> all right. Um, uh, Cliffy and Grizz are out of <laughs> – you put this one in with Prasenak yep. with the 11th career hat trick to put the Bruins up three to two, as the Bruins get hat tricks and back-to-back game uh, at the Garden. Marshawn the night before versus Montreal. Well, I also wanted to say Prasenak said he was so excited when Tuka came back to the team that he promised them they would score a hat trick. I don't know if that was real or not, but no, he did say that, and to, and he they asked him what Tuka's response was, and Tuka said, I, "I Tuka it was like some sour, like cranky answer, like." Shut up, or I don't believe you, or whatever he said. Yeah. You know, even Pasternak the other night was mic'd up before the game, and during warmups, he's like, "I could go for a cheeseburger right now, or maybe a salad. I'm kind of hungry." <laughs> Bro, he he threw a punch on D'Angelo the other night behind the net. Yeah. He's lucky that motherfucker didn't get him because D'Angelo yeah. will remember that because he fucking oh, got yeah. good too. Oh yeah, like, but this year Pasternak, I think he's I think he's getting sick of getting the extra shots, and he started to stick up for himself a little more. He That's looks a lot more solid. He looks a lot more solid on his skates to me, too. And listen, last night, uh, no, not last night, the night before the Nashville game, uh, Taylor Hall was throwing his weight around out there. I was like, what is this? Yeah, I've never seen the Canes, that. Though. He was a little chippy against the Canes the other night, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, that game got out of hand quick. I'm just um, saying, like, nothing happened in that play, but it sucks you guys got the wheels blown off, but I think the Bruins and the Hurricanes, if you guys meet in the playoffs or some shit, that's going to be a wicked, wicked fun series to watch. Cause like you can tell those teams, it's funny because you look at the Hurricanes giant Mickey Mouse organization. Then you look at the Bruins who like do it old school. Like you can tell that they don't really like each other. And well, like, the, the Hurricanes are the former Whalers, the forever 500s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the, um, the the other thing about the about last night too was they had the Willie O'Ree ceremony to retire his number, and that a lot of times when there's ceremonies it hurts the home team more because they're caught up in it a little bit and they came out very flat they were down two nothing very fast, and the game got out of hand very early. Um, uh, I like how you put this in. Uh, over the last calendar year, the Philadelphia Flyers have allowed nine hat tricks, five of which have come from Pasternak and Vinajad. That's like. Thanks, Carter Hart. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this was a nice this thing. Was cool. This so was so when when Kevin Hayes came back, uh, first game in Boston, super emotional. 
uh, his family was there, his brother's uh, widow and the kids were there as well. And Hayes said in a in a pregame interview with ESPN, he also talked about it postgame a little a little more in depth. Um, the Bruins been amazing to his family in the time of mourning. He noted that Brad Marchand has played street hockey with uh, Jimmy Hayes' two-year-old son, son Bo, and spent time in Georgetown with the Hayes family and friends. Uh, he went on to say after the game that when Bo every day, he either wants to be Brad Marchand or Kevin Hayes. So, cool. yeah, it's good. It, that's, it's, that's the one that's thing the, I kind of Hockey's a family that. thing, you know? Well, yes, but that's the one thing I kind of have to – I hate Boston, but you got to respect it. Like, And I think New York too, but like those major cities, Boston for sure, you guys are a fucking community, dude. Like do yeah. you remember when the bombing happened and David Ortiz came out there and he's like, this is our fucking city, and it was like Boston strong. Yeah. Like I'm getting kind of chills thinking about it. Like, so, and I know, and I know mass holes and I know they're the fucking worst, but I'll tell you this, dude, you guys are loyal as fuck to your people, whether it's the Celtics, the Red Sox, like the, the Pats or the Bruins, like you guys love your sports and like sports seems to bring your community together more than any other city. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, I will say that. See, one of the things about that when the bombing happened, which was, I thought hilarious. I mean, the Ortiz thing was iconic, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but a low key thing. So the Bruins were in the playoffs and Renee Rancor, when he Unreal. went to, when he went to sing the anthem that night, he all, I think he went, Oh, and then held the mic and mm-hmm. everybody sang and all the guys got goosebumps and Andrew Ference, excuse me, who's never short of things to say. And he's super witty. He, they asked him about it. He's like, yeah, it was unreal. Does, uh, and he goes, does Renee get the paycheck for this game? Because he really didn't. He didn't say. It. it was just a great like tension. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ference was great like that. No, and I also have to say this in terms of national anthem guys. You had Renee Rancor, and I forget who the fuck you have now, but that guy yeah. is awesome. And this is, this is what Hal told me. He sings the anthem, and then he's a bartender. Yeah, he runs upstairs. Yeah. That's so fucking cool, dude. Yeah, Todd, Todd Angeli. Does he, does he serve beers to like regular people, or is it like no? Like he's in the fancy people? section. Okay. I've only seen him once. Okay, <laughs> but he's, he does great too. Like he's, oh, he's great. Awesome. Yeah, great singer. Yeah, yeah, he does a good job. Um, and actually, during the uh, bubble when the Bruins were up there, Nesson would send him to people's houses that like put their names in, and he would stand outside with a mask, and they'd be like you know, eight people in a triple decker in Southie standing on the front stoop and he'd be there across the street. Oh, say. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was great. That's yeah. a real Christmas Carol, dude. That's it. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you a Renee Rancor story offline. Um, so this story I got, I don't know the timeline here for the Russian machine never breaks the website when it started. Yep. Uh, but I think I take this as proof positive that, the uh, NHLers are aware of social media and websites and such. Cause I mean, clearly Ovi with this and Don Sweeney using my lineup. So if you're listening, Don, please trade Jake DeBrusque. Um, So Tim Thomas recounted the story uh, being in uh, at the all-star game and during a shootout, a shootout contest and the skills, he actually uh, tripped Ovechkin who went head first into the end boards. Thomas freaked out, immediately rushed over and went over like, Are you okay? And Ovi looked at him and went, Russian machine never breaks. That's so unreal. I don't know if that's how know. they got their website. That is, I don't unreal. know the order. We should try to get those guys on. I'm sure they Maybe, would be. Yeah, yeah, awesome. probably. Yeah. So I don't know the order. I don't know if Ovi said that and they picked up or if Ovi reads the website and just said it, you know, 
still Either pretty one. fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's funny. And then the last thing I had <laughs> what, what a thing to say, Russian machine never breaks. And Tim Thomas is probably like, uh, okay. Uh and the last thing I got is uh Johnny Boychuk today turns 37. Stanley Cup champion. Johnny, Johnny fucking Rockets. Guy has yeah. no idea what to do other than take slap shots and just bang bodies. I've oh, never seen that guy take he, a wrist he shot. Checks ever. along the wall. Oh, devastating. Every, like, <laughs> this isn't true, but like I envision Johnny Boychuk breaking a puck out and him just slap shotting it at somebody. Like that guy yep. just always ripped from whatever angle, no matter how much time pucks on net. I love Johnny Boychuk. He, so what a yeah, very yeah. underrated defenseman for you guys. Oh yeah, oh for sure. So they replayed uh the 2011 championship run during uh when the when the season was shut during down. COVID. And like yeah. Lucci was talking shit about Kessler. Oh no, that was the the watch party when they had all oh. the players on Zoom, but they every night they'd show a game. And to watch some of those games, holy shit. That was only 10 years ago. And I was like, suspension, 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 suspension. Mm -hmm. But Johnny Boychuck was just killing people that year. Dude, speaking of uh, suspension, I wanted to bring this up really quick. I was listening to uh, Chicklets. They had Bill Guerin on. And did you listen to it? Yep. Did you remember the part where they're talking about how he slashed somebody in practice? Like the first camp he ever had with the Dallas Stars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you ever see the video? No. Dude, he tomahawked this guy in the top of the head. (laughs) <laughs> like hard guy went and then started. It was, if you guys ever get a chance, look that up. I forget the guy's name. He did it too, but fuck you talking suspension. Like dude, he fucking bang. No, there was no, it was in camp. There's no suspension. Oh yeah. But yeah, but, so that's uh, what I got for the Bruins. The Bruins have Washington tomorrow night. And then the jets on Saturday at a weird, like three o'clock in the afternoon matinee. Ooh, the Rangers have the hurricanes on Friday and the coyotes on Saturday. Oh, that hurricanes game be good. I, is it a matinee? No, it's fucking at night, and it's in Carolina. The Rangers are pretty good on the road. We'll see how that goes. Uh, barely ground up time. Oh, hey, last thing about the Bruins. So this is real quick. So last night, the Bruins were on the same time the Northeast women's are on, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like my old days of bartending. You go pro sport, college sport, playoff, regular season, right? So yeah. I'm watching the Bruins. They're getting pumped, and I'm like, I can't jump in late to the Northeast. I'm just going to ride this down. Sucked. So after the game, I tweet out, huh? It's a true fan, dude. I watched yeah. all the way until when the Rangers. There's, I think there's only been like two times I can remember when the Rangers getting pumped. I was so far, I was like, fuck this team. <laughs> but oh, normally I, I watch. I have, I have another story for you. I'm going to tell you right after this. Speaking of staying for the game. So I, after the game, I tweet out, uh, made the poor choice watching NHL Bruins gong show when I should have watched the Northeastern Huskies. Yeah. So someone tweeted back at me, one of my followers, who he goes, lesson learned, his daughter plays on Northeastern. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> I like that. So here's, here's a little story for you. So back in the day, me and my dad went to uh, Penn's, uh, Penn's Bruins game at the Garden. And we were up like first, second row balcony. And I want he, – he, my dad went to the Bruins – and he was, I'm never going back. Bobby Orr's gone, you know. And I was like, you got to see Mario Lemieux. This was the game. I don't remember what what chronologically it was. But there was a goal that Lemieux scored where he walked. Uh, I don't remember who was at the forward. It was a good defensive forward. But he walked him, Ray Bork, and scored on an Andy Moog. It was just disgusting. And my dad's like, oh, he's pretty good. So, we're getting, <laughs> so we, we weren't going to leave the game. But I said to my dad, I go, can we go down by where the players exit? And he's like, no, 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 we're staying here. And when we were, the game ended, we stayed all the way to the end, even though they lost. When the game ended, 
Bobby Carpenter, who was my guy at the time, walked off and handed a stick right to someone where I would have been standing. And when I talked to Carpenter, I told him that story. He's like, oh, that was a tough game. He goes, I couldn't get rid of my stick fast enough. <laughs> but, yeah, so thanks, Dad. So there you go. My, my old man, he was he was like, if the Rangers went down and they were playing shitty, he'd just walk out of the room. I can't tell you how many times the Rangers came back and I go run in his room and be like, hey, like they're coming back. I remember there was a USA-Canada game. Had to have been World Juniors where it's back, forth, back, forth. He must have went in and out of the bedroom probably five or six times. Like <laughs> Just fucking boom, 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 boom. But, all right, beerly time. Go ahead, I buddy. To, I went to St. Louis. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I called you pregame. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I, I was fucked up. Like, it, it was right. a great time. It, it was you awesome. Did. I think he had a goal, a couple of assists. I think I saw a video of you on the ice. Dude, it was cool. They had the Jumbotron going. Like, I had, not to toot my own horns, I would think one of the better reactions in the crowd, which was kind of fucking cool. It was did a great you play, time. Did you play up to it? Did you do the Hulk Hogan or anything? No, I was trying to be cool. I was trying to act like I'd been there before. <laughs> uh, they put me on the line with our CEO. We had, it was, dude, it was a good time. First shift, a guy on my, on my line went in. I thought he was a pretty good player. He must have hit a rut, and he, I think he dislocated his shoulder. Oh, one shift, one shift in front of the entire company, you dislocate your shoulder. Not great. Um, yeah. But it was a good time, dude. It was a lot of fun. The people down there are great. We played at their practice ring, so they had, like, Kachuk and, like, Frederick and everybody's name up on these banners and yeah. shit. Really, really cool rink. Had a great time. Got a game on Sunday. Hopefully, I'm out of COVID protocol by then. All um, right. But, yeah, so that, that's kind of – that's what I have for beer league. Uh, just a good time. We got like these like hockey team t-shirts. And what's funny is like this conference, like everybody said, Hey, you have to dress nice. So I brought all these button up shirts and khakis and shit. And after we won, we won like nine, three. And uh, he's like, yeah, you can just wear that t-shirt tomorrow. I didn't do it, but I thought that was kind of a cool move. Uh, yeah, there you go. I think, uh, and everybody seemed to like it a lot. What was funny. This is such a flex he like it was mandatory that he had to go to this hockey game. So That's I had it. There were probably 200 people at this game. I haven't played in front of that many people in forever. So it was cool. Like one of our copywriters was hammered. He gave me a beer over the glass. Like we, we had, <laughs> we had a really, really good time. So that's what I have for beer league. Well, I'll give you the polar opposite. Uh, we had a game Monday, night, Sunday night, bag packed on the kitchen floor, fell asleep on the couch. No. Yep. No, you must have been tired, dude. Oh, dude, all I do is work right now. I'm getting caught up. And I fell asleep. My daughter, I think, was I don't remember what the scenario was, but I fell asleep. I woke up and I went, Oh no. And luckily they won. But what did you wake up after the game or during the game? I think I, I think it I think it was a 10 o'clock game That's and it tough. was it was maybe it was no, it was a nine o'clock game. And it was a half hour from the house, and I woke up at like nine ten. Oh, and I went, ah, oh, fuck, I can't even make it. The third period, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. So I was like, yeah. but we're playing tomorrow night, and I'll be there. And it's unfortunately an hour from the house, but finally we're at a rink we can drink at, so that it should be all right. There you go. We're yeah. a big, we're pro drinking in the parking lot podcast. Yes, we are for sure. All right, so now we're gonna get into Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. I have three heroes. I'm going to keep them really, really tight. Two of them have to do with coaching. Canucks Boudreaux on Niels Hoglander. He needs to learn how to play the game. He has skill, and he might score 40 someday, but if you're going to hover around the 20-goal mark, you better learn to play at both ends of the ice. I thought that was a fucking really cool quote from a coach who's trying to develop his kid to play a 200-foot game. 
I thought, dude, how about Chris Kreider with 25 goals in 40 games? Pavelski probably had like the award for like being the best net front presence, but I think Chris Kreider probably has it now. Yeah. Which is crazy. Oh, hey, uh, I'm sorry to digress. Those Rangers jerseys the stars were is that Texas Rangers? That what that was affiliated? No, that no, they wore they wore the jersey for the um what the fuck is his name? Teddy. Uh the the kid who just passed away in uh Connecticut. Balkine, Teddy Balkine. Balkine. Yeah, they wore his last name on their warm-up jerseys. It was a regular the Rangers jersey, they probably, of, said Rangers on the front. Yeah, but those were the Rangers jerseys. The Rangers jerseys you're talking about are the Dallas Stars wearing the Texas Rangers jerseys. That's what I'm asking. That's what I said. I thought you meant New York Rangers. No, I said the I said the Dallas Stars were they wearing the Texas. Oh, maybe I said New York. I meant to say te- Texas. Sorry. Yeah, that was Texas. That was a baseball crossover thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Those are pretty sick. The Ducks just did it with the Angels. Yeah, they look good. They look I like good. that powder blue. I do. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, another coaching thing. Savers coach Don Granado on Jeff Skinner is on pace for 31 goals. You see that effort and the determination. I think it's your job as a coach to put that type of player in a position to succeed. So shout out to the guy who coached soccer before him. And then one other one other <laughs> hero, because he couldn't be any more Tony D'Angelo if he tried. D'Angelo got a misconduct the other night for arguing with officials about a missed call. Quoted, I didn't really say that much to him, but I guess that what, that's what goes on nowadays. You can't see anything without getting people upset. <laughs> Fucking die a ribbon on it, Tony D. I love it. So those are my heroes of the week. So did you – did you the so the Bruins Carolina game? Uh, Jack uh, Edwards said something about D'Angelo, and he's like, got himself into a bit of trouble with his with his words and <laughs> social media. Like he was so careful. Had yeah. you have to be? No, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You have to be. Those are my heroes. What do you got for your hero? So I have two heroes. My first hero is uh, Mrs. Brownie. So last Saturday, yeah, last Saturday, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of the timeline. I worked in the morning, came home in time to watch uh, the first two periods of the Bruins. I was DVRing it. Watched two periods, turned it off, watched the Huskies, the Northeastern Huskies, because they're on the stream, right, the legal NCAA stream. I watched that, posted a blog. While I was taping the Raiders Bengals game, popped on the Raiders Bengals, watched that game in its entirety, then watched the Pats get shit pumped for the first half, which I always enjoy. Watched the Pats get wrecked for the first half. At halftime, put on the third period of the Bruins game, saw them finish that game. Sat down, did that blog post while listening to the rest of the Patriots game in the background. The entire time, the wife was all fine with it. I was I was hands off on the kid until she came in to watch the Raiders. So that's, that's my like first that. hero. Oh, that's a good hero. Yeah, and my second hero is the Willie O'Ree thing. So, hey, actually, hold on. That's right. that your your whole speech right there started at like one hour and nine minutes. So if you wanna. Tell her when that happened. <laughs> no, dude, she listens to the podcast now because she heard me say something about her. And she's like, do I have to start listening to these podcasts? I'm like, it's up to you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> which she's a big fan when I call her buddy. Uh, something just fell upstairs. So she probably heard that, too. She probably oh, dropped something on purpose. Ears, ears went right up. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, when we talked about the, the sock 
incident, uh, I walked upstairs and she went, you told that on the podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, whatever. So uh, my second hero is uh, this whole thing with Willie O'Ree and the Bruins in the NHL, the way this has all been handled, has been it was phenomenal. Uh, shout out to Rod Brindamore and his coaching staff because they were even wearing the Willie O'Ree pins on their lapels, which I thought was a nice touch. Uh, it's something that, I mean, listen, we, we talked about this before. It's good that they did it. I wish it had been a little sooner, maybe. It was 64 years ago, but still, it's a big deal. And for all you fucking assholes that are on these books, like on the Facebook pages and Twitter, like, oh, he only played a short time, like, fuck off. Pull your head out of your ass. He broke the color barrier. There's still incidents going on nowadays. And what this guy had to go through. And just a great guy, nice guy. Everyone who interacts with him talks about him. And this quote that I put down, I, I think I put it on the sheet. His, this is his quote that he says to all the kids. If you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you're right. And that's just, you know, we talk about the Bo Bennett words to live by. That's another one that's right up there. No, yeah, I thought so, they did yeah. a good job. It, I, to me, I think it's a little bit long overdue. But yeah, no, that's what I said, yeah. It's, it's. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, and, like, I thought it was cool to have, like, Kevin Weeks and Anson Carter and, like, they had everybody there. Anson Carter, Carter came out. So, so Willie <laughs> didn't come to the ceremony. He's an older guy. You know, he lives in yeah. San Diego, you know. And uh, Anson Carter and some of the uh, Hockey is for Everyone initiative alumni were the ones that carried out his number to yep. go up. And Anson was rocking his old 33 because he wore it before Chara. I, I thought that was cool. Yeah. The whole thing, it, it it's just a good moment for hockey. So. Actually, Sean Thornton had a nice tweet. I, I don't – this is paraphrasing. I don't know the exact words. He was like, it was an honor to wear the same number and, you know, good for you and stuff. And they got him a new – he's a big fedora guy. So on the Behind the B show, the, the, the entire Bruins team was on a Zoom with uh, Willie O'Ree. They presented him. They had a hat that they sent to him and stuff. And of course, Pasternak had to talk about the hat and stuff. It Dude, was nice, though. I, I mean, great moment for sports. Yep. Yeah, um, my zero of the week. It's already been talked about. The Vander Kane going to Oilers. I think that's fucking stupid. Um, what do you have for your zero of the week? So we talked about a few weeks ago the the two jackasses that uh, tried to light the buoy on fire the right? buoy. Yeah. down in Key West. So here's the thing. These fuckheads got caught. The way they got caught is they were in Irish Kevin's, which is a bar right on Duval Street, which is the main drag. And a little bit of trivia, the two Irish Kevins that actually started this place, I knew both of them back when I lived there. So, because that's what they, like, I was Boston Adam. You know what I mean? That's how yeah. it was, you know. So, I there were two Irish Kevins, and I knew both of them. Great guys. But anyway, so these two chuckleheads were in Irish Kevin's all night on New Year's Eve drinking. And you know why everyone remembered them? They weren't fucking tipping. No way. So there's nothing that's going to sear your face into the memory of a bartender or waiter or waitress or server, any type of server, is if you're a <laughs> fuck and you're throwing around nickels like manhole covers. Tip your fucking servers. If and you these yeah. guys, as soon as they were put up, the, the Key West Police Department was like flooded. Like, hey, yeah, these guys were in Irish Kevin's all night. They didn't fucking tip a nickel. Here's their credit card information. They were caught in like a matter of minutes after their faces were put. So if they're fucking zeros. Yeah, if you don't believe in karma, there, there you go. Yeah, exactly. And I want to say they got fined like, I want to say like 5K each for this. 
Yeah. Let's get off white, dude. Let's bring back tar and feathering people. Like you should. <laughs> well, like you're. Would have, easier, would have been easier to throw the bartender a twenty spot, right? You would think. <laughs> um, heroes and zeros. Now, last segment, three stars. I think this is gonna be a good one. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you, as always. Our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, here we go. Three stars. You came up with this. I thought this was. This got out of control really quickly for me. Uh, mine too, but we're doing three stars if you can be any character in a TV show and three stars if you can be any character in a movie. Well, no, you don't have to be a character. You can be you, but in okay. the thing. Well, that, okay, that changes my changes my answer a little bit. No, I'll, gonna, I'll play like, I'm going to be, like, you're not going to say, like, I'm going to be Captain America. No, you're going to be Ked, and if you want to be an Avenger, you be an Avenger. Okay. Or be a criminal, you know? Okay. That's how I looked at it. So this this took over the talk at work for the last three hours of the day today. I'm gonna have to replace my one of my movie people, but I think everything else plays the same. Dude, I got like ten in each. I I have three three for TV and two for movies. Let's do TV. All right, go ahead. My third you star. Want me to go? Or you go. I'll do my third star. Vinny right. Chase from Entourage. Okay. I think he, I mean. You know what? One of the people I work with suggested Entourage, and I go, no, Ked's going to say Entourage. Sasha Gray, just so much money, a lot of lot of pot. It, it, that would be, and dude, you're just living the lifestyle, dude. You're going to all those different, I just think being a movie star would be cool. Third star TV show, Vinny Chase. All right. So I'm going to give my uh, honorable mentions. My honorable mentions are True Blood. Remember that one from HBO? Yep. Lost. Deadwood, Friends, and Sesame Street. Just because you so, all, so all of the first three are pretty explanatory, but imagine being on Sesame Street and being living there and just walking around like it would be like you're on mushrooms every day. Right? <laughs> you're pretty not wrong. And yeah. Friends, no one worked, and these yeah. super hot girls couldn't get anyone to date them. Yeah. So, so all right. So those are my honorable mentions. Okay. My number three. My number three which you may have never seen because it's an old TV show. Not the movie, the TV show. I'd want to be on the A-Team. Was that the, uh, like, the fucking, they weren't real people, right? No, they were real people. Maybe there was, like, a, a spinoff of that? There's probably know. a cartoon. The A-Team was Mr. T. It was George Pappard. Uh, I know who Mr. T is. So what they what it was is like the, I can dun, 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 dun. that was the theme song, and the um what they were was they were former like Green Berets that went around and helped people that needed help, and they were you know they blow stuff up. Mister T was always like coming in and beating everybody up, and there was one guy who was like a con man, and George Papard. Every episode ended with him lighting a cigar, going, "I love it when a plan comes together." Yeah. I don't okay. have to be on the A team. I've never helping seen people out, helping people live out, living outside the law and not having to work. It's pretty much a dream. It, yeah. I mean, that sounds pretty good. You're definitely a badass. You're a superhero. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. My second star goes to Game of Thrones. I would want to be Jon Snow. I would want to be the king of the North, dude. Never seen a single episode of it. No. You like, I'm so jealous because your brain hasn't seen what it's about. If you ever give that show a chance, you won't stop watching it, and it'll last for two, like probably two months. It's that uh, good. Give it a 
Give it a chance. I'm telling you. I will. I, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm a little dragons, dude. On TV shows right banging now. Khaleesi. He has like the North following him, dude. Like definitely, definitely. But when you're a king, everybody guns for you, right? Yeah, but he's not like the real king. Like it, it, it's you have to like get into it. But John okay. Snow would be my number two star for sure. My number two star. We have talked. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but I know we've talked about it off the podcast. My years of preparation for the zombie apocalypse. So my number two star is The Walking Dead. Okay. I would because I listen, there's a bunch of different types of zombies, and some of them like Black Summer. If you are looking for if you like zombie shows and you have Netflix, check out Black Summer. It is terrifying. It's fantastic, and it's probably the most realistic. I mean realistic, right? But realistic as what you would think. But the Walking Dead, when the zombies are just kind of shuffling, dude, I would fucking dominate in that world. What uh, what's your favorite zombie related film, TV or movie? Oh, probably The Walking Dead, just because it's so entertaining. Dude, I um, like the one with Woody Harrelson when he eats the Twinkies. Zombieland. I like that one, and I like I Am Legend. I think that movie fucks. Well, that's a little different though. I Am Legend, and I Am Legend, I Am Legend does not hold true to the graphic novel that it's based upon, and it could have been still, a lot better. Still, I I thought that it was, was excellent. Fast. It was excellent, but I'm telling you, if you like that zombie stuff, watch Black Summer. <laughs> It'll freak you the fuck out. I might have to. Because in black, all right. So I'm not giving anything away, but in Black Summer, in Black Summer, zombies sprint all the time. That ain't me. Right. It's fucking terrifying because they don't get tired. Yeah. That ain't me. Yeah, exactly. So number two star, Walking Dead. I could be dropped into that world as like Daryl's cousin. And I could pop in and out of communities, be a loner. Oh, it'd be fucking awesome. You don't have to work. You know, just to show up, save people, be the hero. Just stone. Do whatever you want. Stone doing the Marshawn Lynch on people. Oh, it'd be great. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, fantastic. Go ahead. My my number one star, Friday Night Lights, Tim Riggins. Takes down Lila Garrity, win state. Like, no-brainer for me. I thought we were going to have the same number one. Oh, so what's your number one? No, go ahead. Finish. Sorry, sorry. No, that's what I have. Tim Riggins, man. That All guy right. lived a goddamn life. Texas. My number one's Letter Kenny. Yeah, I I thought about putting Letter Kenny in there, but I just I couldn't I couldn't choose a character. If I was on a TV show, it would definitely be Letter Kenny as like me or Fear doing what I want. I thought it was more of like what character you would be. But no, Letter Kenny, Letter Kenny would be unbelievable show. I would be if I could pick my thing. I would be Wayne's cousin from Boston, who spends his summers in Letter Kenny. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe I, third I cousin because of the sister, but <laughs> oh, dude, Katie Cat. <laughs> I mean, that's a plus. But, but if I was if I was on Letter Kenny, I want to be one of the Hicks. I think I would be too, a Hick yeah. or a hockey player. One of the hockey those. players. I feel it would get tiresome. Dude, you know who I think is one of the fun? Like McMurray is my favorite character in Letter Kenny. I think that guy's yeah. fucking hilarious. But I think Rold is hilarious, dude. When he just yeah. says, dude, <laughs> watch. Well, watch. I think uh, what's the what's um, oh, I forget his name. Who is the nurse in the most recent? The nurse. Oh God, is it? He's the bartender. Yeah, he's everything. Oh my God, I want to say his name's Pete. Is it Pete? No. Glenn. 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 So Glenn. he he kills me because him and Jerry Kiso are the creators. Yeah, yeah, I, and, I've been telling people that all all week. <laughs> and he puts himself in the most embarrassing 
scenes every time. It's so funny. I love when he was a wait, uh, waiter and he's like, oh, yeah, I picked up some shifts waitressing. Just like little <laughs> shit like that. It's like, dude, so funny. Yeah, so good. Uh, movies. Go ahead. So my third star, I want to be George Young. George Young, the guy from Below. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Johnny Depp, what a life that guy lived. Penelope Cruz in her prime. Yeah, fair. Could do worse. Could do worse. Um, what a great movie, though. I love that one quote where it's like, the sun's upon your face, the wind's at your back. Like the how him and his dad always said that to each other. I just, yeah. Blow is one of my favorite movies ever. Like, that's just, it's a good one. All right, so here's my honorable mentions. Oh, boy. My honorable mentions, Mystery Alaska, Indiana Jones, Ghostbusters, Star Wars, or Point Break. The original <laughs> the original Point Break. Dude, oh my God, you as a Jedi, I would fucking die. Well, that's it. You'd want to be a Jedi, right? It would be. I might be a bad Jedi, but I would want to I'd want a lightsaber. Ooh. What? I might have I might have to I'm I might switch one out. I'm switching one All right. out. All right. So those are my honorable out. mentions. My third star is the Avengers. Give me the fucking super serum. I may be a bad guy, but give me the super serum. Give me, I'll be like a Deadpool type guy. Avengers like is unreal. Those movies are so good, dude. Who's yeah. your, do we, have we talked about who our favorite Avengers are? Oh, that's right. That's, we have to do a top three Avengers. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. We'll do that at a later date. Awesome pick, though. And those movies are so well done. Like, but I, I would just like to be in it and be like, uh, listen, no offense, Hawkeye. I mean, I, I enjoyed the Disney Plus show. I think I love Jeremy Renner as an actor, but I don't want to be Hawkeye. I'd want to have some type of powers. He's like... Oh, he's a badass. I don't think he's a superhero. I think they poorly cast him. Well, technically him. he is. Well, no, I just think... I And I like Jeremy Renner. He was in uh, he was in the town, and then he was in this one movie where he, like, some Native American girl died. It's a movie Wind on... River. Great movie. But Fantastic when I think of him... And was he a Bourne? Was he in Jason Bourne? Yeah, he did one that didn't take off, so they kind of left it. Actually, go ahead, keep going. You know, he just he does good movies, but to me, I don't think of that guy as a superhero. No, That's but kind of kind of like cringy. He was at that that was accurate to the comics because Hawkeye didn't have any superpowers. He was just a he was good at archery. <laughs> I guess he was right. in a movie. Hold on, I'm looking for it right now. Uh, he was he great was, in the town. There goes college soccer. Oh, yeah, he was also the mayor of Kingstown. He was that's a new show that's really good. It was it's made by the guy who does who did Yellowstone. Mayor of what? Mayor of Kingstown. Did you see Mayor of Easton? I think that it was the new yeah that was good. That was a good show. You watched that? That was a good show. Yeah, I did. I did like that. He. I um, was dialed in as fuck to that show. That was that was good. I'm not gonna be able to find this fucking movie. Well, while you're looking, while you're looking, be my second star. My second. Oh, I found it. Oh, (laughs) so it's called "Kill the Messenger." Never seen it. It's a story. It's a true story about some reporter who uncovers this huge, like, like uh, secret nefarious plot. And the thing that gets me—I don't remember this particulars about it—but the thing that gets me in the movie is like he's like, "Listen, I am never gonna kill myself. If something happens to me." Then they got me. And then the guy fucking, I mean, I'm not giving anything away. It's a true story. You you know, the guy ends up getting killed and it just kind of just disappears. But I'm telling you, his acting and the story is fantastic. Kill the messenger. I think at some point you and I should like kind of give each other like maybe three TV shows and three movies that we need to watch. 
and then like okay. kind of maybe that can be one of our summer podcasts. Okay. Where we had we'll nothing. Five. five and five. Yeah, I'd be down. It's like five. it's like you know those lists that they give you when you're a kid that you're supposed to read these books for the summer. Yeah, yeah. Ask me how many books I read. None. Confident, I've never read a book front to cover without skipping pages. Seriously, that's not yeah. something to brag about, bud. I just get bored, dude. Uh, it's not that I can't read. I just... How about an audio book? <laughs> They're just hard. Like whenever there's a boring part, I'm like, I can just kind of. Dude, we're listening to an audio book at work right now, and it's uh, you know the the podcast Meat Eater. You know these guys? Heard of it? It's pretty interesting. I mean, it's not. Every once in a while, I listen to the podcast, and it's it's not my cup of tea because they're talking about different gauge shotgun shells for different. I'm like, all right, I don't need the fucking minutia. But I guess they'd be the same thing if we were talking about, you know, fucking flex or whatever. But they have this one thing, this audiobook. It's like five hours long, and it's just survival stories. Dude, the stories that these people go through, oh, my God, they're brutal. But anyway. I'll, I'll so, check that out. Yeah, check the audiobook might be in your wheelhouse. All right, so you're number two. Top Gun. Ooh, good one. I think that being Tom Cruise in that movie, that would be fucking sweet. Now, the Goose goose dies. Spoiler. Does Goose, does goose die in a practice run, or is that in real life shit? It was a practice run, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Didn't a practice like run. Iceman make that happen? Uh, no, Iceman blamed him. I don't remember this particulars. Something you, like that. I don't know. Are you psyched? Think- or are you looking forward to Top Gun, the new one? I, I Dude, I think that was supposed to be released kind of a while ago. Well, yeah, COVID, man. I'm okay with it if they do it right. I but think it'll be done right. Tom Cruise, is he's no joke. He may be a crazy a person. Fucking, yeah, he's a but psycho, he's, but you're but right. He's awesome. Yeah, he's always on like that. And he does so, all the right stunts, doesn't he? I yeah, yeah. I had Top Gun in my list, but I literally go... Because my whole thing was, I want to be in one of these things, TV show, movie. I don't want to work. I don't have to worry about money, right? And I feel like if you were in Top Gun, it's a lot of math. I feel like there's a lot of math. Dude, you're just flying planes. I don't think you're doing I feel like there's math involved. When you're flying planes, you think you're adding numbers? No, I I think you have. I think it's a lot of, remember all the classes they had to take and stuff? I feel like there's a lot of work. But But hey, so here's your your fucking fighter pilot, dude. Here's my Top Gun. You ready for my Top Gun story? Uh, I used fine. to manage this. I used to manage this bar and restaurant uh, a few towns over, right? And weird fucking thing, but the owner, not the owner, this guy who went in there was friends with Val Kilmer. This guy was a regular. Sure as shit, Val Kilmer comes in one day with him for lunch. No shit. Yeah, he ended up taking out one of the waitresses that night to Newbury Street in Boston. It was pretty funny. Hell yeah! But so <laughs> he's in there. Fuck yeah, that's cool. So he's in there, right? Now, to me, Val Kilmer's Doc Hollywood. I mean, Doc Holiday, but whatever, from Tombstone. But he's in there, and he's, you know, like, I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? Big fan, everything all right as a manager, right, you know? And he's like, yeah, thanks, appreciate it. So he's leaving, and one of the bartenders dared me to. So when he's walking up to me, I'm like, did you have a good time? You know, it was everything okay? He goes, yeah, I go. I go, good, because you're dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> he just burst out laughing and shook my hand. He couldn't have been nicer about it. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Actually, he might be the... Uh, no, I met Paul Newman once, but he'd be the second famous person I ever met, Val Kilmer. I would have to think about famous people. Oh, right? Jimmy Fallon? Jimmy Fallon would be bigger. I don't know. Val Kilmer, dude. He like Those are my top three. <laughs> I don't know if there was somebody... like When he was Iceman when Top Gun came out, I think every dude in the world wanted to be him. Probably. Definitely. 
Yeah, have you seen the thing he did? He like uh, self recorded or something. He has no. like he has this thing, uh, like a documentary about himself. It's like his own footage. Like he's been carrying around a camera for years. You know, I'm a big documentary guy. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. What well, you guys your second star? My second star, Harry Potter. Put me in the Wizarding oh, World. Oh, what a fucking answer, dude! <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Put me oh, in the Wizarding I'm so World. Fucking mad, dude! I love Harry Potter movies. Yeah. I don't care if that Wait, makes. Have me... you read those books? I would skip pages if I got bored. Uh, right. A majority. Well, actually, of them you would here. get bored in those books because even though there's a series, every book treats you like you didn't read the previous. Yeah. Which annoyed the hell out of me when I read them because I'm like, listen, I put in the fucking time. Don't make it easy for someone, Johnny, come lately. They should start at the beginning. Brownie, that's an elite answer. Yeah, so Harry Potter. Harry Potter is my number two. That I didn't think of that. Because how great would that be to be a wizard? It would so fucking cool. Like, yeah. do you ever take the tests? You ever do the Pottermore tests? No, what's that? I'm gonna send you a link. You take these tests to find out like what house you're oh, in. You're gonna set? tell me I'm gonna be in Slytherin. I'm gonna be bullshit. I don't know. Guess what house I was in? Gryffindor. I'm a winner. Was that Gryffindor? Was that Harry's house? Gryffindor? Yeah. 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 What was the next one that was still good? Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw. Hufflepuff. Yeah. yeah. Ravenclaw. Hufflepuff. 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 Great answer. All right, go ahead. Who's your number one, buddy? Skank Martin, Mystery Alaska. I oh, he was there. My honorable mention. Skank Martin. Yeah. Skank fucking Martin. He was my guy, too. He might be my favorite movie character of all time. Like, yeah. block. He bangs the mayor's wife. Obviously, yeah. not a great thing to do. But then he blocks a shot with in in his with his dick, essentially, and then gets up and points to the mayor like that one. Was well, he crazy. also got hit in the head with a shovel and took it like a champ. Waters goes flap, flap, flap. Yeah. we all remember that. But what yeah. a fucking character, dude! Like, and I'm pretty sure when he was banging the mayor's wife, the Rangers were on in whatever like little area he was in. Oh yeah, they were watching hockey. I'm pretty sure the Rangers were on. Ron Eldard, I think is his name. It's a good actor. Great actor. He's in a movie, um, a true story. Bro, for a fucking hockey movie, that was oh, a, a great real, hockey movie. I don't know why cast. that gets ripped on. I think that's a great hockey elite movie. Elite cast of people. Yeah. Oh, Russell yeah. Crowe's a beauty, dude. Well, he couldn't skate, but yeah. <laughs> but what like he's yeah, great. Could, the, the, mayor, the mayor's great. Yeah, Cole Meany, yeah. Yeah. But there's a movie. There's a movie with Ron Eldar, the guy who plays Hank Martin. It's him. It's Brad Pitt. It's uh, Rob De Niro's in it. Jason Patrick. Sleepers. Sleepers. A true story. You should watch that one. Good movie. What's your number one star? I do Harry Potter. Fuck. There's nothing that's <laughs> gonna be Harry Potter. Well, my number one star. If I could pick, I'd be want to be in the crew. One of the Ocean's movies. Yeah, that would be cool. Because they don't work either. All they're doing is hanging out, having a good time, and planning fucking heists. No, that would be cool. If I was into cars, I think Fast and Furious would be cool. But, dude, just like, mm. you never really hear about heists anymore. Like, every mm. once in a while you hear one. There Didn't you tell? Didn't you say there's a story about you went to an art place where something was stolen you kept asking about the it? Isabella or... Garden Museum, and they got pissed, yep. It's good answers, but there's nothing. There's nothing better than, like, a, like a high-end robbery. Like, no one gets hurt. You know what I mean? The Those, are really good answers. Those are really, really good answers. Yeah. Fuck Harry Potter pissed me off. I could have had that one. Harry Potter got you. Jeez. All right. Uh hour and a half in. Good podcast. Brownie, do you have anything else for the people at home? No, just uh as always, God bless all of you. Hope you're all safe and happy. Everybody keep safe, keep clean, and 
you know, wash your hands, right? Still doing that, I believe. And as always, wherever you are, you glorious bastard, God bless you, Jerome McGinley. That might have been the first podcast that we did that that's the only time you mentioned Jerome McGinley was the closing. <laughs> we didn't mention one wheel till just now. One wheel, yeah, one wheel. <laughs> and upper deck. We have things that we have to get. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk after we hang up. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Stop recording. <laughs> Thanks for uh, listening in, and we'll talk to you guys next week. See you later.